Shalom Ubarach, we have to Mesech in the Durham Daf Pei. Hey, today's Daf discusses the Stira, whether Toivas Hano is Mammon or is it not Mammon. We have a Stira in the Yukim. Then we have a new mission that talks about if a woman makes a neder about her Maisei Yodeha. What are the luchas of the husband being made for that? If, he ma- if she makes the neder on him, on others. And whether someone is allowed to be Mekadesh, Davash Lebele Oilam, according to Shmuel. Now, uh, in our Mishnah, we said that if a woman takes a nether saying that Kahanam and Levim are not allowed to get any enough from her, she just made a nether against something that's impossible, and the Kahanam and Levim take what is owed to them. The Gemara points out that that's mashma, that the Toivas Hano, the value of the, the person who just took off their Truman Meiser, the value of their right to give it to whichever coin and levy they want, that doesn't constitute a monetary value. Right? The Tevis and Noah is not Mammon. Otherwise, the Kahneman Levim can't just take it from her. They're taking away her Mammon. The problem is then the Seifa, it's much more the opposite. Because it says that if she makes a nether on specific in Kahneman Levim, that they're not allowed to take her, that they, they can't get enough from her. Since there are other Kahneman Levim that can those kind of living that she specified are also to take from her. That's mashma that the Tevis Hanoah, in fact, is mammon. So if Hoshia gives us our first answer, take playing this theory in Diyukim, is, is the Tevis Hanoah mammon or not? He says, it's not a stira, it's a machlaikas. There's Rebbe and Rebbe Rebbe Huda. You see this in a brisa. If someone steals Tevel from his friend and he eats it, how much does he need to pay back? So Rebbe says he has to pay back the value of the entire Tevel. Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Huda disagrees and says, no, he only has to pay back the chulin that was in that tevel. He doesn't need to pay back the truma and miser that was in the tevel that he stole because that didn't belong to the guy who he stole it from. What's their machlekes? L'chayre their machlekes is, and we actually have three under- ways of understanding the machlekes. According to the first understanding of the machlekes, Rabbi holds that the tevel sanor is worth money, and therefore he has to pay him back for that. And Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Huda holds that it's not. So, so too, our, bri- our, our Mishnah has a steer into Yukim because there are two different opinions. So the Gemara says, no, that's not what they were arguing with uh, about in the Brisa. Over there, they were arguing, everyone agrees that Tevis that Hanoah does not count as money. Aye, so why does one say he pays back Tevel, one says he pays back the Chulin? Their Machloikas was whether the Matnas Kahuna, the Strumas and Maestros over there, that were not yet taken off while it's still Tevel. Does that count as chulin? And therefore, the guy has to pay back everything? Or maybe he stole truma and miser. That even though it wasn't taken off yet, there is truma and miser to be taken off in this stuff that he stole. That's the machlekes. What's the status? They're arguing about what the status is of truma that was not yet taken off. But the Gemara says that that doesn't make sense either. Because if Tevis is not worth anything, then what's the difference whether the guy took it off or not? Elamai, the third explanation we have for that machlaikas is that Rebbe holds that the abundant put a knas on the guy who stole the tevel and say you have to pay back the entire thing. And Rebbe Yehuda say the opposite, that the abundant put the knas on the balabayas for leaving around tevel without taking off the tumor meiser earlier. But either way, that doesn't explain our stira in Dukim in our Mishnah. Is the tevel hana maman or not? So Rava answers, the truma is different. The reason why the Kahanam and Levim are allowed to take their truma and Meiser from this woman who answered Hanah on them, because she answered 
giving truma to Kayhanim. That's the only person who's allowed to eat truma. Essentially, what she's saying is that her truma is valueless. She's turning it into hefker, into afrabaalma. By giving up her ownership of her truma, by saying that the only people who can eat it can't, she's also ergo giving up her toivas hana sheboy. So while normally Tevez Hanoi is Maman, she just gave up her Tevez Hanoi by being Mafkerit. Good. Moving on, the next Mishnah tells us. If a woman makes a nether saying that her Maisir Deha, the money that she makes, she's answering on her father, on her husband's father, on her brother, on her husband's brother. The husband's not allowed to be made for that because that's not Benoi Levenoi. But if she makes the nether saying that my Maisir Deha are usher to you, to her husband, here we have a three-way machlekes. Rabbi uh, Tanakama says the husband doesn't need to be made for that because she is chayiv to give him her ma'aseh She doesn't have the right to make a nether on it. That nether is nothing. Rabbi Akiba, however, says he should be made for this nether because if she makes more than what she is chayiv to give the husband, that adif, that her nether will be chalan, and he won't be able to get enough from it. So it's a good idea to be made for the nether, even though her essential ma'asedah are chayv, or go straight to him. Rabbi Yechen Ben-Nuri has a third opinion. He says that the husband should be made for this nether because maybe they'll get divorced. And once the divorce happens, she no longer owes him her ma'asedah, and then the nether will kick in full force. This is interesting, Shailam, we're showing them whether that's considered Beno de Beno if it only kicks in when they're divorced. Is that considered Beno de Beno then? Maybe since it was, the nether was made while they were still married, it's considered between them. Anyway, the Gemara says, it brings in Shmuel. Shmuel tells us that the halach is like Rabbi Yechon Menuri, that the husband should be made for this nether because otherwise it'll be chal if they get divorced. It sounds like Shmuel holds that one is allowed to be makdish davar even if it's shaloi by la'olam, even if it doesn't exist yet, right? How do we see that? Because she didn't get divorced yet. And she didn't make her ma'asiyah deha yet. And yet the husband's allowed to be mayfair on those non-existing entities. So it sounds like Shmuel holds that but we have a raya that he holds that you cannot be made for davar shaloi Where do you see this? We're learning subis nun chesam that if someone is maktish something, he, he's maktish his wife's maisir daim. Rabbi Meir holds she's allowed to work and get enough from that. That's not hektish because it didn't exist yet. He's being maktish something shalei bala oilam. Tanakama, it's a three way machlekas. Tanakama says that it, that's not a hektish davish leibalayim. Mayor says it is kaddish. Rabbi Yochanan Asandler says it's chulin because she didn't yet work and make those ma'aseh Shmuel over there said that we pass them like Rabbi Yochanan Asandler because ain't other magdish davish leibalayim. So how are we saying over here that Shmuel would say that a person is able to be magdish davish leibalayim even though they're not divorced, even though she didn't make these ma'aseh yet? Ah, if you want to say maybe it's different because when he said that Allah is like Rabbi ben Nuri, he was only going on the hadafa, on the parts of her ma'asidah which are above what she owes the husband. That's where he disagrees. There are three better ways that he could have said that. 
Because essentially, he totally disagrees with the Rechel Ben Nuri. He should have said the halacha is like Tanakama. Or he should have said the halacha is like Rabbi Yochanan Ben Nuri's Hadafa, meaning not like Rabbi Akiva. Or he should have said, Ain halacha Rabbi Akiva. Instead, Shmuel says that halacha is like Rabbi Yochanan Ben Nuri, which is very much mashma that Adam is able to be Magdash Davashalai by Lailam. Salam and the Gemara answers from Rabbi Yosef that when it comes to Nidarim, the whole sugya of Davashalai by Lailam is different. Since I can answer my stuff on you, or rather, I can answer your stuff on me, I can also answer something which doesn't exist on me. So Abayah says, okay, that might work. Like, I can answer your stuff on me, and I can answer my stuff on you. But I can't answer your stuff on someone else. How am I allowed to answer a Dovah Shalei Bala'ilam on you? So Rav Hunabrei, Rav Yoshua answers that the nether that she made in our Mishnah was that she answered her hands and the work that they produce. And her hands actually do exist in this present moment. That's why it was Chal, because it wasn't a Dovah However, the Gemara further asks, how is she allowed to be Mekadesh her hands and say, my husband can't get enough of my hands if her hands are Meshubah to her husband, then Nether shouldn't have gotten off of the floor. So the Gemara says, okay, she's, she made the Nether on her hands post-divorce. And the Gemara is going to further uh, investigate this sugya in the upcoming daf. Stay tuned. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.